So how far into Death Stranding are you? I, you know, I don't know. I don't think I'm very far into it. This might mean something to both of you. I just got the hat. Okay. I'm not. I'm very early. In yeah, the that game. means something. Okay. Yeah. You. I mean, you. You're on the. You're on the road to platinuming it. Yeah, I've got like three trophies left until I'm platinumed. I think. It's so fucking good. It's a great game. Nick, intro the game. Intro the game. Oh fuck. Uh, 10, we speak through Game Boy Advance eight, Puzzle Classic WarioWare Inc. Mega Microids this week on How to Get Played. Get Play, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger, alongside my co-host, Heather Ann Campbell. Hi, Nick Weiger. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, and I'm right beside Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello! Hello, everyone, everyone. indeed. <laughs> oh, boy. We, uh, I'm very excited to talk about this, this week's game. You know what? We have a... Here's the thing that happens to on our social media. Is that if we announce a game that is not wow, coming bad, in, coming in hot, oh, shit. <laughs> like if the game is not like a, pe- a legendary piece of shit, <laughs> people so get upset immediately. The premise of the show is worst and weirdest. Yeah, yeah. But a good weird game is okay. No, it, it falls within the parameters of what we're covering here. No, I. You know what, Nick? I'm going to disagree hard here. I think the show is only about. Bad games. So you think we could have a bad regular game yeah. and a bad weird game, but a good weird game is off premise. Off premise. I so gotta, what should we do? Do we cancel this episode? What do we do? I think I gotta bend to the the people on Twitter too and be like, they're all smart and right and good <laughs> <laughs> all the time. No, I mean, yeah, from a good majority, like. We've done good, bad, weird games yeah, before. Yeah, we've already done that. Yeah, so it's okay. We did ta- like typing of the dead is a good weird. Just to look at our, our Halloween month, typing of the dead is a good, good weird, weird game. game. Yes, uh, back in nineteen ninety five is a bad, bad weird, weird game. game. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here, buddy. What's the next one? What is the next one? Friday I, the Thirteenth also kind of weird though. Oh, okay. is weird. Is but, weird but game. Bad, but bad, bad more. But bad, game. but more bad is than weird. weird. Yes. The point is, if it fits in either category, if we can't, if we covered God of War, that would be off premise. Yeah. That is a good, good normal game. game. <laughs> no, that, no, no, not weird. That was a pretty conventional game. I don't so know, it's hear- got a fuck mini game. <laughs> we can just is- cover that part. <laughs> yeah. So listen up, haters. Log off. <laughs> uh, we go. We should. Uh, That's kind of a fun insult. I think I want to say that to people when when they're like mean to me. I just, love telling I'll people log to log off. off. They That's hate great. Log yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> just at reply someone with that. <laughs> Unrecoverable. <laughs> Fuck. I like telling people to delete their accounts in real life too. That's good. <laughs> um, let's. Uh, we, Wait. When you talk to a person, just say delete your account. Yeah. Someone's mean to me. Delete your account. <laughs> I like it. Hey, Matt, it's uh, fucked up. You uh, didn't go to my birthday party, and I saw on Instagram you were just, like, at Sizzler. <laughs> Delete your account. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, hey, we, we, we got a good, like I said, though, we got a good weird game to discuss this week and a great guest to discuss it with. Before we do that, though, we have to spend, as we always do, we get to spend, as we always do, 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Yeah. 
Uh, Matt, count us off. Great, here we go. Wait, who's first? Oh, yeah. Uh, you start. Okay. Okay, ready? Oh, God. Three, <laughs> two, one. All right, so I've been playing Jedi Fallen Order, which is not great, but it's it's got some... Okay, I want it to be good. It's really close to being good, but the combat feels like Dark Souls with like sponges mm. on your hands. And like the <laughs> jumping is imprecise, but it's really close. It's really close to being a good game. And I applaud that EA managed to make a Star Wars game that isn't immediately terrible. But it's also not great. And I, I just feel obligated to, to do it. I, I feel obligated. That's that's it. Go. As a Star Wars fan, you feel obligated to play it, and you're glad it's not a complete choice. You're turning to talk. Go go talk about something else. <laughs> I've been playing. We're going to cover this in January, and we're going to, you know, dedicate a... Uh, uh, so we want to dedicate a good chunk of time to get a play through it, because it is a behemoth of a game. But I've been playing... Finally, we got some time to play Death Stranding, which I yeah. fucking love. Yeah, it's great. It's so about, I'm, I'm about 10 hours in. I can't wait to fucking finish this game. It's yeah. just I just want to I'm thinking about playing it right now. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's the so best. weird. The world building is crazy. And I don't get anyone oh. we're out of time. No. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this week's game is WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games, developed by Nintendo R and D one and published by Nintendo in two thousand three for Game Boy Advance. It's the first of the WarioWare series in which players must complete a series of disconnected minigames with simple objectives and very, very short time limits. I want to say yes. that the name of the game is Micro Games with a dollar sign. Yes. In the, in the name. And an exclamation point. And it reminds me of, have you guys heard the the, the anecdote about James Cameron and how he pitched aliens to uh, the, the, the... Yes, yes. Where he, he writes alien on the board and then he writes S and everybody like claps and then he makes it into a dollar sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. It's and, the coolest thing anyone's ever done. And yeah. I feel like I feel like that's what Wario did when he sold this game to Nintendo. <laughs> 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 uh, and our guest is an actor and comedian from Bajillion Dollar Properties, the Goldbergs. Alex Berg is here. Hi, Alex. Hello. I've been sitting here in weird silence because I can never remember if it's okay to like laugh out loud before you're introduced. <laughs> so while you guys are all talking about Fallen Order, I'm sitting over here going like, I mean, I have thoughts, but I don't think I'm allowed to share them yet. <laughs> well, well, now the floor is yours. I saw you give a, a, a gesture. I believe it was a thumbs down while Heather was talking about it. Yeah. So I think Fallen Order is a game with great moments. Mm. Yeah. There, there are there there's like I had a fight the other night where it was like me versus an ATST and like a ton of stormtroopers and it was so fun. There was a moment where like I climbed up an ATAT's leg. It was very like Shadow of the Colossus and then got in the cockpit and was just like laser cannoning down like troopers. But then in between that, there's this like BS open world stuff where if you explore, you're rewarded with literally a new poncho most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And so the exploration's not fun and it's very difficult to tell where you're going on the map. Like it's a lot of like, it's a lot of slog between moments of really, really fun and the combat sucks. It's neither, it's neither Arkham style button mashing Mm. nor like precise combat. It's this weird middle ground. It's really close to being precise combat, but you can't like the timing on. The parry sucks. The The timing on the parry sucks. I'm the kind of girl who parries everything they can in Dark Souls. Like, like, that's my favorite and most enjoyable. Well, I'm the kind of girl who likes to parry in Dark Souls. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I know that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that, but you can't, you can't go through. No. You can't. It blows. It blows, and but they, it's so close to it's being really good. close. Yeah, it's really close. Yeah. I like. I also like. Um, How does it have bad parrying? Shouldn't that be like a thing they should nail? Well, 
So I think it's because the inconsistency of an enemy's swing travel. Mm. So like usually in Dark Souls, it's like a skeleton always winds up the same way. And then a snake always winds up a different way. Right. With this, the stormtroopers, like they go into the wind up motion, but then they like get caught or hiccup. Yeah, sometimes they're just like, I'm faking you out. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but it's not it do, It's not intentional feeling. Like and the traversal's really inconsistent. Yeah. Like, they teach you, like, when you see a striped wall, you can run on it. And then the next level just, like, looks very different. You yeah. have to, like, kind of figure it out every time you go to a new planet. Yeah. Not mm. into it. Yeah, so it's frustratingly close to a good and enjoyable experience. And the main character looks like somebody who would, like, <sighs> go on Reddit and write 4,000 words about how The Last Jedi was misandrous. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's also, like, who is this fucking incel Jedi I'm piloting around? Yeah, you know, uh, it's just, it's, yeah, it's, I wanted it to be good. I was really rooting for I, it. I, uh, I sent a photo of uh, of Cal's face to uh, my boys here at, yeah. in <laughs> Get Played. And I said he's got the face of a failed rapist. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. He, he does look like he'd be a co-defendant with some fraternity brothers. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Good pals with Brock Turner. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> On the same swim team. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Let's get into it. Uh, Berg, you have a, we mentioned some of your acting credits getting into it, but you have a an acting credit that's very, very uh, current and relevant to this podcast. You were <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. I was Crash Bandicoot earlier this year. It was super fun. You were in the ma- like the mascot suit with the face cut out. The, yes. the fucking fabled bash Crash Bandicoot. Yes, it was suit. wild. And I didn't know you booked it. I just saw you on TV. I was like, that's Berg. It was uh, it was really fun. So it was uh, those. Yeah. Uh, not only was I Crash Bandicoot, because it was for Crash Team Racing. I got oh, to that's drive. Right. Yes. They special built a tiny go kart. And, um, and so we, we had this like back lot somewhere out in like Sun Valley or something. I can't remember. Uh, and you know, basically the whole day I was sitting in this cart, just driving it up places, driving back. And there were a couple scenes where the director, uh, Jake Szymanski, who we all know from, from UCB, oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. nice, nice fellow. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, uh, Berg, what we want you to do is come peeling around this corner and then stop on a dime right here next to this car after you swerve to avoid it. And I'd be like. I will try, <laughs> but I'm wearing a giant head. I can't reach my arms all the way forward. I can only turn this much, and the steering on this thing sucks. And so we're doing this take, and they wanted me to stop at a certain place, and I just completely missed and came within three inches of knocking a camera off of a raised dolly track. <laughs> and, like, the intent, and, you know, it's everyone's watching. It's pretty obvious whose fault it was, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, like, after that, the whole day I was driving, really timid and they had to be like no 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 you gotta like gun it and I'd be like oh I'll try guys you know, was, but it was it was super fun and I got to go to E3 in the suit too oh right yeah. oh. And, and me- did you megaphone people while yeah you were they there? literally gave me a megaphone and sent me to the Fortnite booth to like just troll everybody dancing <laughs> like, and that wound up on like Polygon or Kotaku or something but that was also super fun because it's literally just people waiting in line for three hours for Borderlands and I'd be right. like Borderlands three hours you know just something so <laughs> dumb and people were like whoa crap <laughs> cool <laughs> but yeah it was that was really fun that was really fun yeah i i can't imagine like it that is just such like in the the, the spots from before from what was it like 10 15 years ago it was like playstation Older 1 or playstation that, yeah. 2 yeah. i think i've actually said on this podcast that the thing that i that the moment i realized that hollywood wasn't the way that i thought it was was uh-huh. when my plumber was crash bandicoot yes really that's yeah. right and that's you yeah <laughs> i also yeah if anybody needs a toilet unclogged i have my own snake i'll come to your house you know like it's it's not 
cheap, but you know, <laughs> it's I'll do a good work. Uh, can I ask you a question about being Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, absolutely. What does wampa fruit taste like? Dude, fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing they won't tell you. <laughs> it's supposed to be a game for kids, but it's got adult themes. I don't know. I, tr- I truly may have just violated something I signed with that joke. I hope I didn't. I really hope I didn't just get my, myself in so my much trouble. My phone is buzzing and it's for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're right now you're working for a mobile game company, yes? Yeah, I work for a company called uh, Network, but the E is a three. That's how you know it's a tech company. Oh, yeah. Um, they have, uh, they're about to put out, I, I don't know when the release date is, but they have the uh, rights to Tetris Mobile uh, globally except for China. Um, and then uh, they just announced today they're doing like a Funko like match three game and they have a match three game out right now called the uh, legendary game of heroes. And so like, I've basically been working there for like two years writing tutorial videos about their games and it's, Pretty great. That's oh, awesome. <laughs> so, oh, great. Yeah. What's that's your fantastic. process for writing a tutorial video? I uh, <laughs> I play the game mm-hmm. uh, an insane amount. I talk to all the devs going, what is happening? They explain it to me in dev speak. I sit and stare at Slack for like half an hour going like, what the hell does this mean? <laughs> and then I put it into English and then the players all yell at me for getting it wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty consistent. It's pretty consistent. Uh, so working with, uh, it seems, seems like you're mostly working with puzzle games right now. Yeah. Do you, are you like, are you someone who likes puzzle games? Is I that, love them. What yeah. are some of your faves? Uh, Tetris is a all time fave. Right. Um, um, the the prototypes of the mobile game I've played are like the best Tetris I've played on a touch screen. Like, um, but like Tetris Effect, I fucking love. My favorite Tetris of all time is uh, uh, the new Tetris on N sixty four, which introduced the hold queue, introduced um, uh, a lot of T spin mechanics that weren't there previously. Wait, you don't mean Tetris Sphere? That was a different. No, thing. Tetris Sphere was different. Yeah, Tetris ninety nine was the one where. Wait on the switch. On the switch. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm getting myself confused. The new Tetris was the one on N64 that if you built a perfect 4x4 block of Tetraminos, it would turn either silver or gold depending on the composition of the block. And then you would get either five or ten bonus lines per line cleared of that block. And for some reason... I like clocked into that and would have games that lasted like 90 minutes where I got like over 5,000. Like it was just like insane. Yeah, I'm remembering this now. I'm remembering the four player mode. Yeah, the four player mode was great. It was really fun. I did not play this version of Tetris at all. It's real. I really, really like it. The music's good. Like the backgrounds are good. Um, I have it. I have that, like, I have, like, a hacked N64 with all the games, so I should play this. Yeah, get into it, man. I should fucking play this tonight. You know what? Get into it. I'm going to play this tonight. Do it. Put down Fallen Order and pick up Tetris. Can't wait. Wait. Well, yeah, no, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like Tetris is kind of a cop-out answer for favorite puzzle games because it's it's like the spaghetti and meatballs of puzzle games. But mm-hmm. recently, yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah. I think, oh, it's yeah. spaghetti and meatballs is basic because it's fucking great. It's <laughs> yeah. Spaghetti yeah. meatballs is fantastic. Yeah. Right. But uh, also this year I played Return of the Oberdin, which mm. like truly I fell in love with and just blew my mind and was like such a great weird logic game and I haven't messed around with it yet but the art style I find very appealing it's it's so funny because it's all so if anyone hasn't played Return of the Oberdin it's a mystery game that's all dithered so it looks very much like one bit graphics from like the Mac Classic days or something like that and when you play it Part of your brain goes like, well, this game is set in the 17th century, and it makes sense because this is what computer graphics were like back then. <laughs> you, know? It's, you, know, you know, it just it just tricks you just enough. But it's it's really cool, and the story's like weird, and there's all these gaps in it, but they're intentionally left, and the 
the way they dole out clues like really forces you to engage with the world very fully in a, in a way that I haven't experienced in a, in a game in a very long time. So I, I really like that game a so lot. So you're a serious, I mean, you're a serious gamer. You've gamed your whole life? Yeah. What was your first, you, like, you remember the very first game I ever played? Jaws on NES. I played wow. it at Peter Piazza's house when I was four <laughs> years old and then saved up for two years on a dollar a week allowance to buy my own Nintendo. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Off of Jaws. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. yeah, yes, I agree. It's it's odd. That's like deciding to become a director after you saw like a uh, fucking Battlefield Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I knew right then. <laughs> the second I saw John Travolta in those weird dreads, I had to do this. <laughs> uh yeah, so so you you get you get your own NES, so you're getting in there with during the 8-bit era. Yeah. Uh, do you have any favorites from that generation? Yeah, I mean Mega Man 2 and 3 were really oh, yeah. like so close good. to my heart. So um good. Mario Three was like a huge deal. I got it the day before it came out. What? How is that possible? So my, I had a grandmother who was an insane person, but also very loving. And so she managed to use like both sides of her severe bipolar disorder to get me a copy of Mario three early by berating a clerk at FAO Schwartz into giving it to her ahead of time. (laughs) So like, but you know, when we were in third, like that was like when the wizard came out, I think I was in third or fourth grade, like to get that game a day early was like mind blowing. Yes. You know, it was great. But yeah, I I loved that. Um, So hyped for both Mario three and the power glove. Yes. And one of those two things lived up to expectations. (laughs) The power glove is one of the biggest disappointments of all time. Just fucking sucks. But it's also, it set me up for, loving the Wii so much because then with mm. Wii Boxing I was like this this is what they promised us the Power Glove would be and then right. I got tired of it after a week but it was cool for that for that brief week in 2006 I was living the dream have you done any VR boxing? no but you've told me about it but it's I think d- it's disorienting and upsetting yeah but, but, but cool do you like it because you box in real life or is it like yes. just a okay, yes yeah. no I don't it's not good <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh man, this is what it would be like to be in a ring. I have a I have a PSVR and I never use it. Yeah. I, I bought it for Tetris Effect. Um I, I played through all of Tetris Effect on it and thought it was incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think Tetris needed to be in VR and I was evidently wrong. But like I when I play video games, I'm like lounging on the couch. I have a dog who's like very active, you know? Right. Like I can't sit in a helmet upright, you know, like it's just like it's just too much. I I, I find it to be so here's what it triggers some kind of like uh, phobia that I'm like when I put on the helmet and I'm playing, I'm like a great horror movie is somebody walks in while I've got this fucking thing. Yeah, sure. That's it. Like yeah. that's all my brain can do while I'm in the VR helmet. And otherwise, I really like it. I do um, fishing, the Final Fantasy 15 fishing game. I like that one. I feel like I'm going to die wearing a VR headset. <laughs> <laughs> because you wear it so much or because you're so vulnerable when you have it on? I think I think it's a, a combination. I think I'm going to either be murdered or I'm going to be wearing it and like I'll play, there'll be like something so scary in a game that I will have a heart attack yeah. and collapse. I like the idea that there's this like rogues gallery of assassins out to get you and they're all just going like, oh, he's playing Astro Bot. Now's our chance. <laughs> <laughs> is your fear is it linked to the fact that your body would be found with a VR helmet? <laughs> that would be pretty embarrassing. Yeah. That would I'd rather be found dead from autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. <laughs> 
So my family like makes up a story. <laughs> oh God, yeah. it's VR headset. We can't have this. Yeah, yeah. No, he had his dick in his own mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he, he came so hard his sinuses fell out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Rearrange the body. Open casket. Let's make this thing look real. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, VR does terrify me, and it, you know this is this. I mean, this is a weird transition, but there is a moment in this game where there's a VR headset put on a monkey, which I think is just a in one of the cutscenes. Yeah, which I think is just like kind of a microcosm of just how how wild this game is. Like it's like it's got so many just. Bananas elements. Yeah. And I don't say bananas because it's a monkey that happened to be flinging bananas. That was not my attempt at being clever. No, I, it was. You could say it was. Okay. I, I, did, that on, I did that on purpose, but then I bailed on it. I, I wrote that out several weeks ago. <laughs> I'm reading from my notes verbatim, <laughs> including this retraction. Um, uh, but yeah, so so Mega Micro Games, uh, war, uh, better known as WarioWare Inc., I mean, I like... This game is just so fucking weird, but it's uh, but I love it. I love how fucking weird it is. It has the same sensibility as Dandy Dungeon. Have you played? Oh, I played Dandy Dungeon because you recommended it. Yeah, to me. It's, yeah, it's the same sort of like it's it's humor that I I I don't even I don't even know how to describe this kind of humor. I'll, I'll tell you, this game was not a good fit for me. I did not care for this game. <laughs> wow. This game was, if if Tetris is like a little environment where my OCD is catered to, this was like walking into a bright mall where it was just ADHD, like yes. flung at me from every direction. <laughs> and I kept wanting to play one of these mini games for more than three seconds. And then eventually, like as I played through, I unlocked like the skateboarding game. I was like, oh, great. And then I played it. was like, this is all this fucking is. <laughs> like, it, it is. That's really, that's really interesting because... The game is so manic. It's and so it's, manic. I couldn't. I just couldn't settle into it. Yeah. You know? And if anyone hasn't played it or doesn't have a sense of what you're seeing on the screen, so this was a this is a game where you will have the way the way the single player campaign progresses is that you'll have like a character that will have a series of challenges that will fit a theme. So for instance, sports, and you'll have a series of mini games like Berg said uh, that are that are literally like three to five seconds yeah. in length. There's a very there's a ticking clock at the bottom and a bomb that's about to go off, and you have to do some task that's super basic within it and is sometimes like it sometimes is like it just it'll just say like eat like you'll yeah. just get a prompt that's like eat and a then a lizard will, chomping things exactly yeah. a lizard will be on screen and you have to time a, a, a you know you have to figure out that the a button causes his tongue uh, to come out and then you can you can uh, get a fly at the right time but it's also right like a lightheartedly cruel it is like, yes for example, if you're if one of the games is like jump and you there's like a little guy hopping and you assume because it's a video game that you control the guy and then the moment you press move the trampoline moves. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. like shit and it, then it It ends. does have a little bit of that like what was the game it was like it blew up on Twitter for a little while Trapmaster or Trapmaster 2 oh, where yes. it's like yeah. you'd go through something and then the second you landed you'd get hit by spikes yeah. like it does have a little bit of that you have this expectation. This game is going to subvert it. You're going to die. You'll be back here in three minutes because that's the full loop of this level. Right. Yeah. There's like, yeah, another one that, could, that that tripped me up more than once. And then I felt I felt extremely stupid when it got me the second time. But there's like just a pair of tires on the ground. Oh. And then there's a falling uh, yes. car body. And you have to let, but you don't, re it looks like you're controlling the tires because that's what's on screen and first. And in a previous but you're actually game, the, you do. Like when you're building yes. the robot, you're controlling the robot, you're controlling the robot, not right. the falling ones. So it is very disorienting 
disappointing and intentionally so. Uh, but I just like, I just love it aesthetically. It's just so, it, it's got like this, this kind of similarly, uh, disconnected art style like mm-hmm. some like they'll use like digitized photos for some elements and other other times just like a super like cartoony like you know stick figure characterization um at other times it'll it'll approach like a, a, a you know more realistic it's it's like it's just it's just kind of all over the place and you never know exactly what's going to happen it, it is also a super fun game to like look for easter eggs in like right. there's so much like oh that's the game and watch guy you know like there's so much there's so many individual mini games in it where it'll pop up for three seconds and it'll just be like now you're link you just got to yes. walk through this door yeah. you know and they're like i just saw zelda you know like and then it'll go away to something else it's, I, it's crazy the panic you feel of like you just see link on screen and all you have to do is walk him over with a d-pad to enter a cave but it feels like oh shit i gotta fucking do this and it's like yeah. the easiest task in the world i like the sweet spot that this game hit for for us playing it now in 2019 and it's from 2003 i That's think right. yeah, yeah and it feels like skipping stones of nostalgia because like part of the game is also indulgent in the um the Game Boy Advance era like it's 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 self reflexive like one of the ends of the levels it plugs the fact that the Game Boy Advance SP is about to come out yes and so you're like oh wow I know where we are in time but then the game itself is also mm. referencing a nostalgia for old yeah NES games and old game and watch games and some of those games still are the reference points that we use now, like Zelda or Mario. Yeah. Or Excite but, Bike. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, Excite Bike shows F Zero shows up at one point. Duck Hunt, like, yeah. But yeah. then there's stuff that that didn't make it. Like that was nostalgic then, but we've lost track of, like the fly swatter from Mario Paint. Yes. Is not oh. referenced anymore. And you're like, oh shit, I remember this. But like unlike the other ones, nobody care like same with the virtual boy levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've fallen like, out of the collective oh. consciousness. Yeah. Although Luigi Mansion three is like really bringing the virtual boy screaming back into everybody's mind. Is that true? Yeah, there's like the whole menu system in Luigi's Mansion 3 is, is virtual the virtual boy? boy. It's all red and black. Are you like, serious? Dead serious, yeah. Oh man, that's almost worth buying it for. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this, it is not. I, there was one thing in um, in WarioWare that I was like, I'm positive this is a reference. I mm-hmm. don't get it and I want to know what it is. Where it's this game, I, th- I think the game is like, they give you a one word command at the beginning of each game. So I think this one is like, sniff. And it's a woman with a lighthouse in the background and right. a big bead of snot coming out of her nose. I think you just have to mash the button until she horks it back up and smiles. It's right. a reference to the <laughs> 70s soap opera anime like um, The Rose of Versailles or um, what is it? Galaxy Express? I could not tell you. Uh, like that sort of art style from the late 70s represented like, oh, these are always going to be women and men sobbing as they look off into the distance. But usually they're crying tears, not boogers. Yeah, not, yeah. not just one big dripping snot. Yeah. You know. uh, oh, here we go. Here's the game is called Nighttime Allergies. Uh, and yeah, it, it is just like it's the art is kind of beautiful. It's yeah. like kind yes, of like it's, the, very, it's very good. Yeah, it's it's kind of the the you know the highest level of pixel art you could achieve on a Game Boy Advance screen. Um, this woman's in profile in the foreground, and there's a lighthouse in the background, and and but it's just like yeah, it, there is a gigantic bead of snot dripping <laughs> from this otherwise fetching anime woman. I think I think look up look up. Rose of Versailles, and I think it's so, supposed to be that era of anime. I could be wrong. I mean, I'm speaking with great authority over something that I have no control over, but it seems like the same sort of like 
big fluffy hair. I mean, these people certainly look like they have nighttime allergies. Yeah. <laughs> All right, great. You know, like there's something in their neighborhood that blooms and like, you know, three right. times a year they're like, ah, what is this? <laughs> Just like a really whack version of vampirism. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, uh, yeah, some of the other mini games, there's a, there's a bunch of eye stuff too. So, you know, so there's, there's in addition to the nose one, there's also ones where you have to pick a nose. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there's a bunch of eye ones where you have to drop eye or but drop eye drops squirt, into someone's eyes. Yeah. You have to squirt eye drops into yeah. someone's eyes. There's one I like later where Wario is is the guy who's getting the eye drop, and if you put the eye drop over his eye and then hit the button, instead of dropping the eye into it, he shoots a laser beam to explode it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, all right, sure, why not? Um, I like, I really like the some of the weird, you know, vignettes that tie all these games together too. So. Aesthetically, before we get into that, so like the it, it's you referenced it being uh, talking a lot about Game Boy Advance, but it also kind of talks about like technology in two thousand three um, because there's yeah. a the, like basically the the whole UI for the the menu is. Um, like a cell, like a cell phone, like a 2003 yeah. era cell phone. Yeah. There's lots of loading. There's like these sh- those shitty looking folders you used to see on like an old Nokia. I mean, anytime you're in one of the Jimmy levels, that's like yeah, like every level has its own little interface. Right, right. All the Jimmy levels, which we'll talk about Jimmy later, <laughs> but are all like a cell phone, and you're like losing bars. That's like how you track your health. Yeah, you yeah. have to you have to open 20 messages. You yeah. know, it's it's very it is kind of a blast from the past. It's really and it I. I I mean, I was really charmed by how old it was, yes. even though it's not that, I mean, it's old, but yeah. it's not that old, but everything's changed so fast. It could drive if it was a person. Yeah. But it's not like, it's it's still not that old. Yeah. Like, it, like 2003 doesn't feel like forever ago. No, it doesn't. But it, it, it is like crazy how far games have come. I'll just say, like, because I played this at the time, and then I also played WarioWare Twisted, which was the sequel that used a, it had like a gyroscopic um a, th- a piece of hardware within the cartridge, so there was a lot of like you'd twist it uh, left and right, and, and actually worked pretty well. Oh, Both like those a games are good. Proto Wiimote sort of a exactly. Thing. It was yeah. kind of that sort of uh, this sort of thing. Um, but uh, so it had some games that, that drive from that, and a lot of the sequels were similarly like just use whatever the technology was at the time. Like like w- like there was the touched version for the DS. Um, there was the uh, the Wii version had obviously a lot of motion stuff involved. Did you guys play any of the WarioWare sequels after this one? No, this I is played... the only WarioWare I've. This played. is the only one you've ever played. Yeah. yeah. I played this one at the time and then was like, well, okay. Yeah, I feel like the series <laughs> gradually got less interesting. And I think it's just the novelty of it being the first one is just like impossible to replicate how new and fresh that Something felt. that was interesting to me about this too, like playing, because I never played at the time, I didn't have a Game Boy Advance. Um, you know, but playing it now, it's like there there are ways in which some of the mini games kind of like like are are kind of like prophetic towards like what a lot of mobile games are now where it's mm. like just do this one thing just do it do it do it do it do it, right. do it you know like it's kind of always purposefully keeping you off kilter and so it's challenging you to like stay focused on it sort of a thing and like that was also very interesting to me that like oh yeah in 2003 you couldn't just have a game like this on a browser or like on your phone you had to pack 70 of them into one yes. yeah. cartridge and then build this structure around it which I thought was cool yeah to yeah. justify a 34.99 price point or whatever <laughs> those retail <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, you did. In (laughs) $2,003? (laughs) $34.99? You're crazy. (laughs) Should I get WarioWare or a new Saturn? (laughs) (laughs) So the, yeah, so it's, um, 
Uh, oh yeah, and some of the other games we're seeing right up there on the screen right now. There's the one where it's just like a, it's just a sliver of Wario within a circle that spins, and then you just have mm-hmm. to time the present. Like some Which, of them are, are like almost impossible to fail, and other of them are so disorienting that like I fucked them up most of the time. There's and, also some that are like aggressively cute. Like there's right. one where like there's a cat. And it's like eyes are closing and then opening, and you have to like push the button at the right time to get the cat to go to sleep. Put him yeah. gently to sleep. There's yeah. also one with a dog where you have to shake hands with him. Yeah. And if you fail, the dog just cries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, how I'd process it if I ever saw a dog burst out in tears. Yeah. <laughs> what I learned from Wikipedia was that some of the game, like the way that I was like, oh shit, this is Mario Paint, is that there a lot of these are references to a. Uh, game that came packed in with the 64DD, which oh, was the wow. snap-on uh, attachment in Japan only for the N64, oh. the disk drive. Yeah. And it had like a pack-in Mario Paint-style game. And a lot of these games are references to that thing. And the Mario or the Wario spinning one is one of them. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So so the game progresses. You start out with Wario. Oh, the so the justification for the whole thing happening. I'll read this from the manual because the manual is written in Wario's voice, yes. which is a great choice. <laughs> Can you do it in Wario's voice? I make the games. <laughs> it's a me, Wario. I can't do this for the whole time. It's too, too many paragraphs. Of text. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm the bad guy, but this time I came up with a legit way to make fistfuls of cash using my superior in- intellect. That's right. I'm not cheating this time anyway. Listen, well, you have created a software company to make the best, most interesting games the world has ever seen, and it's going to make me filthy rich. Wow. So the idea is that he's going to <laughs> nail the laugh. <lab. Yeah. laughs> the idea is that he's he's made all these games to sell them, and he's also recruited all of his friends, among whom is Jimmy, uh, to program these games for him. So as you progress, you will go to one of his friends and play their set of games and then uh, keep ascending the ladder. Uh, Jimmy T is a addicted to the flip phone, but also has a gigantic afro and is wears like kind of a disco era leisure yeah. suit. He's very much a disco stew. He's all, he's, yeah, he's just disco stew. Every time you see him, he's dancing. And every time you play his levels, you get a game right. He goes, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this really like lo-fi, like voice recording. He's like if leisure suit Larry had charisma. He's yeah. very, he's very, I like, I like him quite a bit. Um, and yeah, all of his levels are, are, are handled with the, the cell phone bars, as you mentioned. Um, you get so there's a boss you fight on each of these, and the one at the end of Jimmy's first level, who returns a few times. Actually, I think all the Jimmy levels is is like a little punch out. Yeah, and it's great because yeah. it's like kind of it's not the exact same art as Punch Out. It's like stylized a little differently. It's like intentionally a little cruder, um, but it's just like a simplified version of this thing that, and it's just, it's like just super fun to play in a very short. Dose. It also yeah. like when you see Punch Out stripped down to that, you're like, man, this is a good game. Yes. Like, what a good idea. It still holds up yeah. even that like tiny bite sized chunk yeah right you need three you need a, a left a right and a punch button and yeah. then that's it that's all you need yeah um the uh dribble and spits this is the one that had the story arc that i found the most uh, wild and and i really enjoyed so dribble and spits are taxi drivers uh they're a dog mm-hmm. and a cat um and the you get you're you're basically Oh, I should mention this. The art in the stage is yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, because it's, yeah, awesome. it's very between, cool. Between each of the mini games, you get like a little, you know, a snippet of whatever you're, uh, whatever world you're progressing through. And this one, you're in a taxi cab. So you're seeing the windshield wipers go off in the rain. And it just like looks so much better than anything that I remember the Game Boy Advance being uh, capable and there's of. There's also like a really lo-fi city pop soundtrack happening yes. underneath yes. it. And you're like, are they singing in Japanese or is it gibberish? 
fresh. Like it's hard to the, the music make. in the it's game so overall good. is like great. The music yeah. is rad, and yeah. especially like in certain levels, they'll like like dovetail into like little snippets of themes from other games, and it yes, like yeah. just puts you in this weird like tornado of memory. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just like, oh god. <laughs> you know? Can we can we pull up like uh, well, you know we don't often talk about music, but well since we have it, can you pull up the um the taxi music? That's a good sound. It's just great. It's really good. That's a good bop. We're also hearing the sound effects of the games mixed in. Yeah, here's Wario jumping over a giant rolling potato. There's a weird sci-fi shooter, first person. It's too lo-fi for me to make out whether it's actual words yeah. or not. Yeah, I can't tell. Well, I never saw this game. Sort of an excite bike adjacent game. Yeah, and also the uh, what we're seeing here is that there's three, there, or rather there's four uh, little cats, little spitzes, I think, little spitzes hanging from the the uh, the dashboard, and those are like it, what symbolizes your lives changes in each stage. Yeah. Um. So th those are that for for that one. Um. But yeah, the the boss through here in this level is like a little uh you know little shooter game. Um. There's and then you've got like a you know Mona you progress through. Oh wait, wait, I didn't even talk about what the narrative was in this one. This is the the thing that really clicked for me. So you're you're <laughs> in this fucking taxi cab. You don't know exactly what's happening, but you know that they're urgently trying to to, to fulfill this fare. The, the she you, says at the beginning, I want to see the ocean. I want to see the ocean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You get to the end of the uh, of the pier. You get to the ocean. Um, the character in the cab gets out, who I don't think is your player character. I think it's just some so. rando. I think it's, it's a rando. Turns into a mer creature <laughs> and then hops into the ocean. <laughs> and then you watch Dribble and Spitz pay him a tender goodbye. It's so fucking just yeah. surreal. It's bizarre. There's also a level. I mean, I'm, I'm jumping ahead here, but like, yeah, there's a level later on where. You, whatever you put in as your character name, so for me it was Prince Berg, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> is taken over by a spirit, and there's a a yokai called I think oh, a Gasha yes. Dekoru. It's like this giant skeleton with four <laughs> arms, and then you're going through the the castle room by room, beating these games to get up and free Prince Berg, you know, or whoever right. from these like spirits. And I was like, oh, that's great, you know, like, but it's. In such stark conquest to like, and then Mona really needs to keep her job. She has to get to the gelateria on <laughs> yes. time. You know, it, it literally the, the follows the. Uh, sorry, just real quick, the that stage where you're you're in like this crazy like like you know, um, uh, feudal Japanese like yeah. a spirit you know quest, and you're going through all these uh, you know these different doors in first person, and like this this beautiful uh, score is playing. It immediately follows a stage where this character, Doctor Krygor, really <laughs> needs to use the toilet, <laughs> and the stage ends with his lab being flooded with toilet water yes. and him swimming to safety. <laughs> he, he finally, when you do it successfully, he takes a dump. Yeah, right. Your health in that level is represented by rolls of toilet paper. Yes, <laughs> and every time you fail a game, you use an entire roll of toilet paper. <laughs> Just like some Dr. Krigor is having a rough day. Yeah. When you succeed, you clog the toilet. It shoots a fountain of shit water up, floods this whole thing to the point where he's swimming through it. Yeah. And then I think like 
overruns into the sea, right? Like, isn't the end like his whole lab is destroyed because he gets like shot up into the air or something? Yes, but he ends up back at the gelateria, so yeah. everything's good. Yeah. Everybody does wind up getting gelato at some point <laughs> this game. What were you going to say a second ago, Heather? I was going to say that each narrative is a micro-narrative to yes. couch those micro-games. And so, like, yeah. all of them are incongruous at, like by design. It's great. It's fantastic. They have nothing to do with each other at all. <laughs> nothing. Right. Uh, so you finally... Uh, Wait, oh, did, was oh. that a bad point? You no, that was a great point. Okay. No, no, no. It was great. It was great. It was crazy. I like the point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to say this. You mentioned your character is Prince Berg. There's a thing you can do early on where you can let Wario pick your name. Yeah, oh, always, really? always let Wario pick your name. So my character's name was Loser. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept, it was like one of those things where it happens, you get, it gets referenced infrequently enough where I forgot that that yeah. was what, what my name was. <laughs> so just periodically it would be like, nice work, Loser. <laughs> my, uh, my most recent one, because I let him choose each time, yeah. was Roach. <laughs> 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 I do like there's a point one of the mini games is just haze and it'll be like this game is fun incredible oh, yeah, yeah. stupid <laughs> you just have to choose the most insulting thing <laughs> right or or conversely there's some where it's like praise you have to say something nice about the yeah. game yeah. I really like the one where uh, the boss where you were fighting against the uh, RPG style uh, yes. character. That yeah. one rules. So like you're, it's like a mini RPG, and then at the end, in order to finally beat him, you have to stop a, uh, a rotating switch on success or failure. Yes, I yeah. really loved it. It's also like the the so the the commands are two different things where it'll be like you know you can either choose to fight or like fright. You know, yes. it's just like a little and you're like yeah. oh yeah crouch or crotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it, it is. I mean, like I, I, I mean, I'm just just praising this game, but I really, really enjoyed it. And then the final boss. I mean, you just sort of are. Each of these stages has a, has a boss. The final boss, which is Wario's adventure, which is just like you 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 going through and you're skateboarding, and then you have to um, get a jetpack, and then you have to fight a guy with a boomerang, and then you have to outrun a boulder. It's just like a, a cavalcade of a bunch of different things you have to do, uh, but. And then the end of the game is that Wario steals everyone's money. He steals all the money that's been made from the game. Uh, and then uh, all his friends are mad at him. So yeah, but then no lessons learned. But yeah, but then, then there's a there's a twist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, so he's flying away with the money. And yep. I, I say this as if I did this on my own. I watched Nick beat the game <laughs> minutes before we started recording. Uh, but he flies away with Dr. Krygor in a jet. And then the jet crashes into the ocean and all the money is lost. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it was all for naught. They really do a good bait and switch of like, Wario won? I helped him win? And then he didn't win. It's, <laughs> it's funny. This game also comes canonically before the existence of, or maybe, I mean, not canonically, what do you call it when the real world is happening? Chronologically? Is, yeah, chronologically before. I, I was... I don't have canon. Like, I don't, my life isn't have. No, there's, you have canon. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. You have life canon. Yeah, there's definitely things that are in the Heather canon and are not in okay. the Heather canon. Well, chronologically, this game comes out before Waluigi exists. So he's not in the game oh, yeah. at all. But like, Wario has all these other friends who never show up again. <laughs> yes. They're really yeah. just confi uh, confined to the WarioWare series. And then you, uh, some of them you see in, as like assist trophies in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Wait, didn't, didn't Waluigi show up in like the first Mario? tennis on n64 like wasn't that a waluigi i don't know i thought he showed up on gamecube otherwise otherwise he is being like snubbed pretty hard here. i do know that 
There's yeah. a guy who runs a Waluigi account just screaming at us in our mentions <laughs> yeah. right now. You idiots! <laughs> you idiots! Wa- Waluigi was made for Mario Tennis, so Wario would have a doubles partner. Oh, is that really yeah, what it was? That yeah, that true. makes complete yeah. sense. Wait, so that was that was 2000, so that was a little bit before okay. this. Man. Oh, man. So, so he's Waluigi just got snubbed. <laughs> just slighted. Imagine if, you, imagine if your brethren, mm-hmm. who you played doubles tennis with, started up a software company and called Jimmy Mona <laughs> the alien Orbulon <laughs> and didn't call you how hurt you would feel <laughs> you'd be furious you'd be so upset uh, Wario okay. and Waluigi have some stuff to work out yeah I'm the sure they do I'm yeah. sure they do uh, but yeah, uh, any other thoughts before we get to our uh, to our verdict here? I really like um, the Game Boy Advance, and I would love to Great say piece something. Of hardware. It's a fucking good little machine. Yeah, it's a good machine. That's it. That's is, I mean, best dedicated handheld ever. No. What do you? What would you, what, what would you pick? The Vita is incredible. The Vita is really good. The PlayStation Vita is uh, is a criminally underrepresented system that still can remote play the PS4. Like it's incredible. It's awesome. The Vita is fucking great. But perhaps Fuck you. Jesus. Perhaps it <laughs> hey, Heather, you made a good point. You made a good point. It's a good point. It's okay. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Jesus. Stand down. <laughs> we made it. We almost made it through the entire year without you having an outburst. Where said, Fuck you, to everybody. <laughs> it happens off mic a lot. <laughs> uh, well, let's get to our final thoughts. It's time for the review crew. So uh, we're each going to go around. We'll say one positive thing about the game, uh, or more than one thing, but it's one positive thing about the game at minimum, and then give it a numerical decimal rating. Um, You know, for me, I just, like, love... I've never encountered a game where I was just commanded with tomato exclamation point. (laughs) And then seconds later, that made sense that I'm supposed to assemble a tomato. Uh, So that that alone is just so joyful. I I love this game. I love the concept of it. I I love it aesthetically. Uh, Give it a 9.5. All right. Uh, right, Go ahead, Heather. Uh, I really, I I like a lot about this game. I like the score. I like the design. I like the micro games themselves. But my favorite micro micro game game is the one where uh, I think it's Pinch. And there's oh, a yes. little guy and he goes, like crawls across the screen and you like sort of have this uh, two pronged clamp and you catch him. And then he goes like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. What is his fate? You don't quite know. No, no, I think you're going to eat him. You're going to eat him? It's very much the impression I got. This you, dude's getting eat. You think those were like chopsticks? <laughs> that was, that was my, my vibe. Okay. I thought he was just being naughty and he's going back in his pen. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to give this game a, um, I mean, I, I gave, uh. I gave fucking that bicycle game a 10, which has just ruined my life. You're not hemmed in by that. You don't have to compare every... Well, now, hang on. What if you are? (laughs) 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 You know. Uh, What if that defined your personality? (laughs) I mean, this... you. You can't make a better version of this game. You so gave Room in the Night Sky a 10? It's a 10. This is a 10 also. <laughs> should remembering that. Room yeah. in the Night Sky. Yeah, it was completely what it was. That's true. And so is this game, so it's 10. Uh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, so this game is right in my sweet spot of like when I was like very, very into games. I did not play this one, but I played Touched on the DS, and I think that is one of my favorite games of all time. Wow. Wow. Uh, so I love WarioWare. I love what WarioWare stands for. The... <laughs> 
<laughs> what it stands for. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, I love Wario. I love late stage capitalism. Uh, I love startups. I love all of it. I love exploiting freelancers. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I like yeah starting a business with my friends and not paying them. Yeah. Um, but what I loved about playing this one, uh, that, I mean, it, I think this game was present in WarioWare Touched as well. But uh, I, there was on my playthrough, there's a game that came up where you have to shoot a um, there's a word on screen and one of the letters has like a question mark in it you have to shoot the question mark and it said H question mark PPY and I did have a thought that said Hmm, what's this going to be? <laughs> I shot the question mark and it said happy and I was so delighted by it. <laughs> and felt so stupid that I was surprised. You were worried it was going to be like an ad for an IPA. Wario. This is a 10. I think WarioWare is perfect. Wow, yeah. man. All right, well, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because we've got a 9.5 and two 10s. I think there's a lot to praise about this game, Genuinely, I do think the soundtrack is great. I think the art is great. I like a lot of the characters, like just as like weird little like side things are like super fun. Like the fact that the first, the warrior, the person in this game, Wario trusts most is a disco dancing dude. Who's addicted to his cell phone (laughs) really sheds a lot of light on who Wario is. And I appreciate that. Um, I like almost everything about this game except for playing it. (laughs) You know, like sitting here and reminiscing about it, I'm like, yeah, that was great. On Sunday when I was playing it and I just kept like grunting, my girlfriend's going like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm playing fucking WarioWare. You know, like, so for me, I think there is a lot to like about this game. I can only rate it from my perspective and I think playing is pretty critical. 6.5. Wow! 6.5. You know, still a good score by our standards. When we uh when we have guests on and we think we're giving them like a treat, we're like, oh man. Oh, Matt's email was definitely like, Berg, get ready, man. You're gonna love this. Yeah. <laughs> like 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, I don't know what time is. Uh we had this girl Ashley on and we gave her nights and we were so excited. I was like, oh man, she's gonna love nights. Oh, nights and into she, dreams? Yeah, yeah. And she yeah. came in and was like, I was in hell. <laughs> Uh, I think the uh, I, I will just I will say that I understand your perspective because the game is certainly not relaxing. Yeah, it, it, it makes you feel like I, I feel like my heart is pumping very yes. quickly while I'm playing yes. this game. So it it is if you're depending on what you want out of games. Yes, this may not be for you. Yeah, I mean I think this is an extreme comparison, but there's a game called Outlast where mm-hmm. it's just you you're lighting your way through an abandoned insane asylum with a cell phone that's constantly running out of batteries or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that sounds like the same game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same game. Almost identical. Uh, there's less less nose picking. But, uh, but Jimmy it, is there. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy is there just dancing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's the same thing where it's like, this is a well-designed game. It's doing everything it's trying to do. And I feel so miserable playing it right. that I'm going to go play flower for an hour instead or something, you know? So like, yeah, I think it's like this game is just a bad fit for me, but there's so much about it I like. I can't write it off as just a piece of shit game. I think it's good. It's just not a good fit for me. Well, there you go. Hey, those are our thoughts, but Heather, maybe we're wrong. Oh my God, you're not going to believe this. For the first time ever, I just completely forgot that we had this segment because I was so busy planning the other segment that I forgot to look up reviews that were maybe I was wrong. That's okay. I've got a couple. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, this first one is a one-star Amazon review from S. Gamble dated April 23rd, 2004. So this came out pretty shortly after the game S. was released. S. Gamble, my father? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, the S stands for... 
it's an apostrophe S after Heather's <laughs> father. <laughs> Heather dot S Gamble. Uh, this one, uh, so I lightly edited this review to omit the repeated uses of the R word. Um, oh. So here we go. When I first heard about it, it seemed like a very good idea. So I pre-ordered it. Big mistake. I opened it up, played for a while, less than an hour, beat it. Now you'd be thinking that since it's so short, the hour would be a blast. Wrong. All that it was was a bunch of characters doing stupid things that somehow came into little five-second games. For instance, you see an intro movie of a girl leaving work. She gets on a motorcycle and drives away. Then, for some strange reason, the police start chasing her. What does she do? She has a freaking monkey go on the back of the motorcycle and throw bananas at them. And then it gets into the game. What happens is if you win the stupid five-second game, then the police car runs over a banana peel and swerves out of control. So pretty much the story, there's no story, just as a bunch of characters show you their stupid games is messed up. Also, the games. From what I've read, the reviews are supposed to be laugh-out-loud stuff. It's not true, but if you think that a monkey throwing bananas at police cars is funny, then go ahead and buy it. In short, this game is a complete <laughs> waste of your time. I do think a, mo- a monkey throwing bananas at police cars yeah. is pretty funny. Yeah, that's like the funniest thing I could think of. Yeah. This is like a proto like Blue Lives Matter post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just upset that cops are being disrespected. <laughs> um, my other one is not a review. This is a this is a chunk from a paper that I thought might interest you, Berg, because I know you're someone with, uh, with a lot of interest in the sciences. Oh, yes. Um, this is a paper called Instructional Dissonance and Characterization in Warrior Inc. by John Fishburne, who's an assistant professor at University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. I'll just read some excerpts from this. In gaming essays on algorithmic culture, Alexander Galloway proposes a model for formal analysis of games highlighting four moments of gamic action. This model borrows the concept of diegesis from film film theory. In addition to diegetic and non-diegetic elements, the model considers operator, typically referred to as the player of the game, and machine actions, giving four categories of action. When playing a video game, it makes little sense to think of these categories separately, but they provide a useful model of analysis for the instructional dissonance that exists in the pre-microgame instructions in WarioWare. While playing WarioWare, if you imagine the instructions are being spoken in Wario's voice, it begins to make sense. He tells you the action, but not how to do it. He tells you the desired outcome without the directions to achieve it. He tells you to do something, but not that it requires you first to do something else. Because the instruction manual is also written from his point of view, it makes sense that he would be the one barking the instructions to you in the microgames. He is invested in creating an instruction dissonance that makes the games and micro games frustrating, challenging, and fun. Though the diegetic action, formal action of the player, or whatever evolves with each new platform in the Wario games, what is consistent throughout the sequels is the instructional dissonance established by the first game. I guess the key takeaway for me there is just instructional dissonance, <laughs> yeah. because that's really what's, what's striking about this game. Jesus Man, I love, th- I love that for a couple of reasons. Yeah. One, I so wholeheartedly support anybody doing an academic deep dive into any video game. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> like, MIT Press has a bunch of books about, like, World of Warcraft and how it's inclusive or not based on the differences in the economy over the different versions. Like, it's all this all this sort of nonsense. But also that this was from University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Yeah. Wisconsin taxpayers funded a professor <laughs> <laughs> to go play WarioWare yeah. and be like, I don't know, tell us what you think of it. <laughs> you know, like... This would be, like, red on the floor of the Senate by, like, Tom Tillis from North Carolina yeah, yeah. talking about the waste of taxpayer funds. And another funds. thing, they have a shrimp on a treadmill! You know? <laughs> but, I mean, I do think, like, that, that phrase, like, instructional dissonance is interesting because it gets to that thing you were talking about earlier with the uh, the car floating down where yeah. it's like, by the time you figure out how to play the game, it's over. And they throw so many other mini games at you that you have to, like... You can't you can't keep it in short term memory. Right. So when it shows up again, it's automatically new, you know, which is like really kind of fascinating. Speaking of instructional dissonance, Ooh. I believe in our next segment I have an example of that exact thing. Wow. Ooh. Those uh, taxpayer dollars weren't wasted. <laughs> 
Nick Weiger texted me at 3.30 in the morning the other day and just said, segment. <laughs> <laughs> so I've created a micro game segment for our show. How did micro game, how did micro game get played? Here we have four. You have your choice of four things. It's okay. either this. You've got we've got a, a, a container of what looks to be cookies with instructions on the top. We've got a hook and something uh, with instructions. A small pile of paper with instructions, and then a Kylo Ren mask with instructions. There are three of us um, that are playing because I know what the the thing is, so I can't play. Okay, unless we want Devin to play from the booth. But Do you want to play Devin? I mean, <laughs> Devin, in here, Devin. In. Devin, come on in and play the fourth. Player. Oh man, I'm gonna make all the levels spike so hard the second he walks out of that booth. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we also have music for the background. Okay, yes. So here's how it's gonna work, guys. Oh, what? There's Devin. Devin, get on a mic. So hi, Devin. Hi, Devin. Hi, guys. And to answer another question that comes up week in and week out, bringing back the heat from the top of the show, <laughs> Devin makes all the music. Okay, so when not you, Matt Oppenheimer. No, I don't. I don't want the credit for the best thing that is a part of the show. Well, some would say the only good thing about the show. <laughs> uh, so here's how it's going to work. I think yes. is uh, you're going to have. 10 seconds because it's got to be a little bit longer than okay. than what you get in the game because it's physical objects. You're going to have 10 seconds to read the instructions out loud and then do the thing that the instructions say. You'll got each it. go one at a time. And if you manage to do those things in 10 seconds, then you've won your micro game. Okay. okay. So uh, I think we should let our guest choose first. All right, Berg, what do you want to do? I'm most curious about the hook. The hook? <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so he's got a hook. And he's got uh, a little instructions. Okay, this is the instructions. Yeah, those are the instructions. And uh, here, I'll flip this over and start that music and give us a 10-second countdown. Ready? Here we go. Ten. Go. Catch Nine. three at once. I have to catch three fish. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> this hook sucks. This oh, I got one. I got, got one. one. I got one. I got one. And I got that's two. the time. That's oh, time. my God. It came awful close. Wow. God damn it. <laughs> so that, that was awesome. I'm impressed you got two. That, oh, my God. That hook is fashioned from a wooden clothes hanger, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> It is, man. That was tough. Yeah. And you've got some paper fish uh, yeah. that you were trying to hook in the mouth. Yeah. I gave them a slight bend so that it was yeah. possible to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. That looks challenging. I'll yeah. take photos of all this, too, so people can see the work <laughs> and craft. That was so that hard. That. I got okay, so great. stressed. Uh, uh, all right, Devin, what do you want to do? Um... I mean, I'm most curious about the Kylo Ren. Hell All right, right. Devin's so, going Kylo so Ren. So okay. your instructions are in the uh, are in the thing, uh, and then you have to put on the helmet. I see. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, and so, take off your headphones because they won't fit. Understood. Under the helmet. Uh, so open and read out loud, and then time begins. Uh, yeah. Can you read it in a Kylo Ren voice? You, no, you have to do it in yeah. the helmet. Okay, you have to read it in oh, the, oh, in yeah. the helmet. Okay, <laughs> that's the challenge. <laughs> okay. All right. Start the music. Uh. <laughs> There is unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand solar systems have declared their intentions to leave the Republic minus one stick of butter with one fourth cup milk and add two cheese mixture and noodles. We didn't start the timer. <laughs> 
<laughs> what was the challenge to read that whole thing? Well, I wrote it really small, and it's really hard to see through the helmet. Oh. Andy was supposed to read it in ten seconds, but I don't know. We I didn't start the timer. That was no my fault. No fucking what idea. That was 10 I think seconds. you won. Wait, the instructions say open and read out loud. Yeah, open right. and Got read it. out loud. Got it. But it was it's very the very small print. That was a good game, though. I'm gonna give hey, a point for that one. Come back to me when you gotta catch three paper fish <laughs> with a hook and hook. I mean, I pretty, I feel pretty confident. I read that within ten seconds. I think, yeah, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a point for that one. All right, I'm gonna do cookies. Cookies. All right. Okay, here we go. Okay. Let uh, me know when the timer starts. Why don't you, why don't you open the thing first? Open the cookies. Because it's, because it's gonna be. No, this you, is a. Because it's tricky, so you push and I then I push it down. Okay, so right, this is okay. a tall container of cookies. Yeah. It's like a, it's basically like the size, a square version of like an oatmeal container. Okay, great. Quaker Oats container. Let's okay. Start that. <laughs> okay, start I'm going to start the music and then the timer. Okay. Great. Okay. Music. Timer. Don't break until in mouth times three. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking three cookies. This one was already broken. <laughs> I think he did. I think he did it. I think that's yeah. a win. I think he did. Count? Yeah, yeah, it counts. I just shoved three gingerbread cookies in my mouth. <laughs> now I'm gonna eat them because they all—they're covered with One my saliva. One of them is broken, though. This guy was already broken. Yeah, was that way when he pulled you have it to out? But you have to choose three. Oh, okay. So I fail. Oh, All right, Devin's the only one with a point. All right, Matt. All right, <laughs> okay, your so turn. This next game. This okay. last one is a small pile. Okay, of paper. Devin, would you mind triggering the uh, sure, yeah. effect? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. But you already read it. I, don't I didn't see what it said. Okay, great. Okay. The instructions I are can't the top read. one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start the music. Okay. Going. I'll now start the timer. All right, go. go. All right, alphabetize. These are numbers. One, okay, zero. Uh, okay, okay, uh -huh. five, three, uh, four. <laughs> Wait. Fuck. <laughs> 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 I think I did it. So, so, what happened? Did you here? do it? I think I did it. So, what's, what's the order you have here? No, fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> oh, God damn God. it. So, the, the, the instruction was alphabetized. Yeah, alphabetized. Gave, right. Heather gave me numbers. And then it's and, just numbers. <laughs> so, I have to think about what the word is. Right. And I still. Messed it up. That's disorienting. What's, yes. what's even yeah. worse is that the that that like Wario Wear games being like completely unfair. The letters are on the back no! sides. Uh, <laughs> I love it. An extra game. Wow. That's wow. fiendish. That's Man. fiendish. Wow. Brutal. That's very good. This that was, was micro games. Who won? Uh, I think Devin won. Devin's Devin won. Devin won. Yeah. Get yeah. back in the fucking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Devin. Bye. Yeah, I, I fa somehow failed at putting three cookies in my mouth. <laughs> that was great, Heather. Thank that was you. Awesome. That, was that awesome. makes me think that that Super would be, fun. this This format would work for like a board game, the WarioWare format if someone figured yeah. out how to crack that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I, I was so stressed out for most of the day, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, gl I'm glad that we did this because it was stressful. I had fun. Great. Um, It's time for the question block. All right. This one is from at YGBFP. Which Mario characters deserve a Wa counterpart? Wa Peach. Wa Give Peach. Me, show wa me Wa Peach. Wa Bowser. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, that would be fascinating. Is it, what do yeah. you What do you picture? Like a human Bowser, or do you picture just like a good version I of him? I think it's a good it's one. A good Bowser. Yeah, I think it's like a Bowser who's just like instead of his hair being spiky, it's like slicked back and he wears glasses. <laughs> yeah. and, right. You know, like 
I want to see Wa Wario. Like, <laughs> like does he? You know, like does he go back around to Mario? The more Wa's you put on, or yeah. is it just like you know an even eviler version of Wario? I think he's Wario's foil, but everybody else also considers him evil. So <laughs> right, like yeah. Wario's like, I've got a good game idea, and then Wa Wario is like, Fuck you! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like stabs him. <laughs> I shank you again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the next question? This next one is from at M. Topolsky. If, if Waluigi ever gets his own game, what genre of game do you think it should be? Wow. Mm. Dating sim? <laughs> God, that would be awesome. Yeah. Waluigi Super dating porny sim. dating sim? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, go on. I think it should be karaoke game, but <laughs> none of the songs have ever existed before. <laughs> yeah. So you're like trying to match pitch on a song that doesn't exist. And it's all in like, like Waluigi gibberish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of putting him in like a sort of like Metal Gear Solid type like stealth <laughs> uh, action sneak. game. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, oh that'd be kind God, of fun. Yeah. Cause you know he can't stay quiet. No. Uh I just like to see a old school first person dungeon crawl. Like like with oh, wow. Waluigi as the care as the lead. If Wario is defined by greed, what is the adjective that best describes Waluigi? Hmm. Lanky. <laughs> He's defined by his lanky. De- <laughs> <laughs> it, it's what makes him Waluigi. His yeah. lanky. Uh, also, I guess greed is not an adjective, is it? It's yeah, greedy. Someone could be greedy, yeah, but yeah. he's defined by his greed. He's That's defined by his greed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Greed is the adjectival form. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> I'll leave. <laughs> Diegesis. Sharako <laughs> <laughs> Dunlap. <laughs> uh, all right, what's the next uh, next question? Okay, this one's from at Billy Kumo. As evidenced by the WarioWare series of games, the titular character has a large and diverse friend slash support group. Why do you think he still obsesses with besting Mario when it's clear he's got a life of his own? I Boy, just want to give a, a shout question. out to Kumahara. He's a, he's a friend of mine. Oh, great. What's oh, up, okay. Kumahara? Uh, I don't. I don't know if he's going to have this support group after the game is finished. He yeah. he stole a bunch of money from them. Oh, yeah. Ruined their afternoon at the Gelateria. You know, like, I think Wario is alone. I do think you, he's alone. Do you think Mario is a pastoral character and Wario is an urban character? Like, it seems mm. like Wario exists in a cityscape, whereas Mario does not sure. come from a city place. Yeah, he seems like he's more of like a sort of like plains and huh? rolling hills and... You went planes and rolling. Oh, like no, planes. planes. Like yes, planes. planes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not like airplanes. Yeah, no, yeah. Mario was born on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I was going to say. Wait, wait. I start bring the question up again. Oh yes, yes. Why? Uh, yeah. Why is Wario so obsessed with Mario? I just, I just, there was definitely a moment during this when I realized that Wario had more friends than me uh, because <laughs> <laughs> he does have a big support network. I think that why he obsesses, I don't know how obsessed he is with, with besting Mario anymore that he is just like, it feels like he's outgrown that. He's not just a foil for Mario anymore. That feels like that's Bowser's lane. Wario is interested in self-enrichment. Yeah. He's a, he's a Trump. Like that's basically it. He just, yeah. he exists for his own self-glorification <laughs> and self-gratification. That's I'm all he wants to do. Win. I'm yeah. gonna win. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win the electoral college. <laughs> oh, fuck. Do you, wait, Trump won? Wait, wait. But like, Wario won Wisconsin? Yeah. What happened? It really bothered me when his voice changed from the N64 racing game Super Mario Kart version. Wait, huh? Try yeah. that again. That's there. what they call that game. Sup- N64 racing game Super Mario Kart version. <laughs> 
Clearly you play video games. <laughs> I think we just saw the file system of my brain. <laughs> Everything yeah. just shut down. Just spit out words, more words. <laughs> but like he started like, I'm gonna win. And yeah. now he's got like a different cadence and tone, doesn't he? he sort of does, yeah. yeah. But Mario's a little different too. They're both but, voiced yeah. by Charles Martinet. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. I, maybe he's just gotten older, you know? Vo- like, Bart sounds different than he did 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just people's voices change over time. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Uh, let's, see, let's do one more question. Okay. Uh, this one's from at uh, Sewing Savage. This game comes with a full color manual with stickers included. Do you guys have any memorable game manuals you used to leaf through? I do have one that comes to mind. Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri, <laughs> uh, which was his uh, 4X... Uh, space game that was that followed a, a couple of civilizations. Um, you colonize a planet, and uh, the it came. The manual was so fucking thick; it was like a novella. It was like wow. literally like hundred, like over a hundred pages. And I remember like having that in college, and people thinking it was just a book I was reading, <laughs> but I was just reading how to play this game before the era of like YouTube tutorial. Yeah, videos. before you could hop on Game Facts yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I really liked that. I mean, this one's really vanilla, but the the Grand Theft Auto game, Grand Th- Grand Theft Auto game, Grand Theft Auto Three, PS Three version, Grand Theft Auto Shootski. <laughs> but it came with a map, and at, at yeah. the time, like if you wanted to navigate the world of. Uh, Liberty, Liberty City, City uh, of Liberty, <laughs> steals you. Uh, that you had to use the map in order to like really plan your route. And I really like that. Yeah, I think one of the final. I think Final Fantasy three uh, came with a like a map similarly. Love a map. Like, yeah. And like on one side was the world of ruin, and the other side was like oh, the regular yeah. world. And yeah. like that, that, I used to just look at the map. Like, hoping I'd find a place I hadn't gone in my airship yet and could find, like, some relic or something that would help me finally kill Kefka or whatever. Um, but de- I definitely, anytime a game came with a map, I would get really obsessed yeah. with it. A two-sided map. I mean, the one that makes me think of is Might and Magic World of Zine, a PC RPG. And it was it was two games in one. And you know, the, the clouds of Zine was on one side and the other side was the dark side of Zine. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a, it was a flat, wor- it was a flat world that you could use portals to like go switch sides between. So it was just like, yeah, again, I just remember looking at that map and being like, I want to go to those fucking cliffs. The collect- What's, up? What's over there? The collector's edition of Nino Kuni came with a spell book that was like hard bound and really, really pretty and had descriptions for all the different spells that you could cast in the game. Yeah. Uh, and that was also, that's a, that was really, that's a treasure right there. Yeah. That's a, these are treasured times we're talking about. Hey, these are treasured times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really come with them anymore. No. Like at all. Treasured no. times, you gotta make your own. They, yeah. the, the thing that I love though is like the... The the cover is sometimes reversible, so there'll be like fun like art like within the world of like the game like on the backside of like the the cover of the game. So you oh could, sure, you can yeah. flip that over and just have something else to look you at. You know what's funny is like when games like you know when I was younger and games would come with manuals, it was like a point of pride among my friends. Like I didn't even read the manual, dude. I just played. Yeah. You know, yeah. like and then uh, and now it's like I hate tutorials. Like the first hour of any game is the worst hour of the game normally. Mm-hmm. But now that like uh, you know on my Switch, there's all these old games. 
games. I'm just like, well, there's no tutorial and no manual. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> just play balloon fight? <laughs> like, like there's no there's, there's no version of it that I approve of. I just want the knowledge yes. of how to play the game magically in my head. It's frustrating when you're being told to crouch, which is a mechanic that every game has, and I yes. know how to do it, but then you, you're playing an 8-bit game, and you're like, how the fuck do I crouch? Like, yeah. you know, you're just panicked. Yeah, it's like the first time I played Metroid, because I never played it when I was a mm-hmm. kid. I was like, I used the select button to fire a missile? That's not what select does. <laughs> you know, like. uh, there is Metroid and WarioWare, too. They just, just yeah. uh, oh, uh, yeah, appears shoot. A, you gotta show, uh, you gotta shoot, shoot Mother Brain, Brain out. Yeah. yeah. What a treat. Um, hey, hit us up with your questions or comments at GetPlayedPod, GetPlayedPod at gmail.com, Alex Berg. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, thank you for guys. enjoying a Thanks game. Thanks for having me. You found unpleasant, and thank you for your time. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, I don't know, man. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Check me out at, at @actuallyberg if you want to hear what my daughter's up to or see pictures of my dog. Or if you're in L.A., come by UCB and see me perform sometime. It's good fun. I don't know. That's it. Those Great. are the things. Those are the things. Thanks for being on the show, Berg. Hey, thanks, thanks for having Berg. me, guys. Yeah. What a treat. Matt, what's next week's game? Next week's game is Minecraft The Story Mode. What if we talk about our favorite game of the last 10 years real quick? Oh. You have five seconds. This is called uh, Decade in Review Micro Games Edition. Okay. So you're going to have five seconds to come up with your favorite game of the last 10 years. We'll start with you, Nick. Five, four, three, two. One. It's been a long decade. Uh, Last of Us came out this decade, uh, but my answer is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Why did you... Wait. I'm confused about the format of the timing just then. Yeah. <laughs> Which was that I, I counted down and then, you, and then you spoke. And then you spoke fast. Oh, I thought the, the timer was cute. I thought the timer was cueing me to, to talk. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna... I misunderstood. Yeah. I misunderstood I'm, what we were doing. I'm just going to say within five seconds, The Last of Us. Okay. Great. How about you, Matt? Uh, my five, favorite game of the last decade four, is Inside. Three. All right. I love Inside. That was a good decade. Yeah, great decade. <laughs> okay, I think I got it this time. Wait, you got what? I understand how it works. We already did you. You're okay. done. I just tried again. All right. Uh, hey, Nick, what was your favorite game of the last decade? Five, four, three, two, one. So people don't remember the Portal 2 actually came out in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> That's, how did this get played? 2019. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.